at NAB, Talking Artlist, and Artificial Intelligence with Josh Davies. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Mac Voices is in Las Vegas for NAB. I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks wandering around the show floor, I wandered into Josh Davies of Artlist. Josh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you face to face. I know we've done these before, but it's great to actually meet you. Yeah, for the first time. It's it's so so funny because so many people I'm meeting, it's like, I thought you were this big. And, <laughs> you never know anyone's height, do you? Yeah, you, do, you have no idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, very confusing. Exactly. So what are you doing the whole way over here from uh, the other side of the pond? Well, uh, I've come over because it's my first visit since before COVID. And obviously then we were FX Home and we made the video editing software hit film. Uh, we've now become part of Artlist through the whole COVID uh, period. We were bought by this amazing Israeli scale-up company. Uh, they're mainly in the stock space and the template space, and they do the best stuff out there. But we're now their software arm, so I'm out here seeing what people are doing. Obviously, AI has like completely changed our outlook on the industry and where we're going. And anything I say today will be a wrong in a month's time. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to have a, a feel of what is out there already being presented at NAB and what direction the other companies are taking. Because we definitely know a direction that we want to take. But as I say, it is moving faster than I've ever seen technology move before. Well, so I'm glad you mentioned Hitlist because you know that's kind of where we knew you from. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what effect has that had on what you were doing versus what you're doing now? Well, hit film's still there. And hit films. I'm sorry, hit list. No, no, it's all good. It's, it's the list, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like I got, I got, I, I, I put the two together. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not a bad name, but yeah, hit film is still carrying on. It's now a subscription product as well as a perpetual product, uh, and we're still developing that. But we are also looking to the sort of far off future. Uh, we know we want to be a better video editor. We know we want to be better at building the kind of tools that our users really need. So we are looking towards future software as well. Okay, you referenced AI, and I have to ask, what, where do you see this going, and what, what have you seen that's exciting or terrifying or both, and where's it going to go? I have a lot of hope that the terrifying is more the scaremongering that we're now used to in the world. I do think, you know, it will change industries, it will change the creative industry. I think it, we won't be the one that's changed the most. Um, but I do believe that there's actually going to be huge opportunities. We're already seeing it. If you put AI tools in creative's hands, they create the best stuff. It's not suddenly going to democratize it that everybody can make the best content. It's just another tool and creatives and technology people are going to use that tool the best and just be able to produce stuff quicker and better than before. So again, that's what we're looking at with our tools. We're not trying to remove the creative workflow because in essence, that's what it makes a piece of work compelling and makes us watch it. But we are trying to bring those tools that allow people to make that work faster or see their vision come to life more quickly. So that's a very balanced view. And it's kind of refreshing to hear that because it, I seem to hear either the people that, oh my God, this is wonderful and I can do all this stuff. And then the other people are saying, it's going to kill our industry. It's going to kill skill sets. You sound like you're right landing in the middle. I think it will uh, kill certain skill sets, but those are the skill sets that uh, probably are due for renewal. I mean, like when we look, when we just went from film to digital, a lot of skill sets were killed, but the industry is bigger and stronger than ever. 
when we look at rotoscoping. Does anybody really want to be doing rotoscoping? Or could those people be utilized uh, better by assisting an AI in rotoscoping? Because it won't get it right all the time, and then you need those professionals that know how to use Mocha or know how to use other tools to get the shots that the AI just can't do. So I think what it does is that you elevate everything. The cream will rise to the top. Industries will change. We're all going to have to retrain a little bit in terms of getting the best out of AI. And that, as a, as a developer, probably more than anyone. Uh, we're going to have to learn to use the AI and utilize it, but I really do feel that it will be a tool to elevate what we do and allow us to get to what we want to get to more quickly rather than that it's there to destroy everything. It's just our output will probably have to be like three or four times what it is at the moment. But hopefully if you can use AI to increase the speed of your output, then that will compensate. Absolutely, and I think you know there's a lot of scaremongering around it, but. The whole point about AI is to try and make something intuitive that the user or the creator can use. So even if we might be worried about learning new skills and nobody likes change that much, when the AI is done well, and I believe it will be done well, it will help us learn it. It won't be like, you know, when you suddenly go into a new software product and you're just like, oh, I'm terrified. I have to learn everything again. If it's done correctly and all signs point to that that's what's happening, it will be intuitive. It will help us get the most of it and it will just help us be more productive. But as I say, given a month's time, yeah. <laughs> these views could change because it's a wild ride at the moment, that's for sure. Well, and, and I don't want, I'm not asking you to reveal anything you shouldn't, but I'm intrigued by just the fact that you as a developer are looking at AI and trying to figure out how that can be implemented in your environment and the changes it's making maybe potentially to the direction of your company. Absolutely, I mean, it, all the way from the actual being a developer whereby we should be able to produce better quality software because the ability to test the software will be greater because the AI, AI is going to help us with that. And we all want video editors that don't crash. Uh, all the way through to helping you get your selects out of the, all that footage that you've shot over you know, a three-day period. And it's like, oh, what shots are definitely not blurry, where they said the right lines that are in the script, uh, you know, and all of those kind of things where that eye line was in the right place and it actually helping you do those selects. Some people like that process. I, for one, do not like that process. It's actually probably the most awkward part of editing for me, all the way down to making sure that when you do an edit, you're not editing on a blink or something like that because AI, AI can detect what's happening and then it can suggest, I can, I can fix this, I can just move this by a frame, um, but nothing destructive, but still allowing the creative to have the control of the process, not just you dump all your footage in and you press make this good and a good thing comes out at the end, it's more like it assists you through those steps. And that's, I, I've been here for a couple of days, I've sat through a bunch of sessions, talked to some people already this morning, and I'm just intrigued by, first of all, how much more I can do with the, the hardware, the technologies out there, but then the software too is evolving to improve the functionality of that hardware. So I just feel like, yeah, we're at the cusp of a big jump forward. I think so, yeah. I mean, like, just looking at what Apple has done with their latest laptops and equipment, you know, we're looking at uh, prototypes, it's not out yet, but Using, utilizing that hardware, exporting a minute of footage going down from, let's say, 40 seconds down to seven or eight seconds, you know, because the hardware is there. And it's all going to be this blurring of the line between what is done in the cloud and what is done locally uh, and uh, utilizing all of the different platforms. But the way that we want to do it is to make it seamless to the user. So, you know, whether you're streaming video content from Artlist down to your computer live, 
whether you put your footage in, it analyzes it and says, oh, look, you know, you shot this in a summer day in California. I can su suggest some music and some sound effects that would go with that. It's all of those kind of things, which, you know, we all want the computer to be doing for us anyway. Uh, but it is amazing that we've now got to this tipping point of that the hardware, uh, the cloud infrastructure and the technology are all about to make wonderful and amazing things possible with computers that none of us in our lifetimes have ever seen before. <laughs> and I'm chuckling because I'm sitting here thinking, you, you have such a great perspective on it. How many years now have I listened to people complain about the voice assistants and they want the computer from Star Trek? Yeah. Now all of a sudden we may be on the cusp of getting the computer from Star Trek and they're paranoid and it's like, oh my God, you know, this is not good. Absolutely, it's it's very strange. Now I remember watching Star Trek and Scotty speaking into the mouse, hello computer, and, and thinking, oh my word. And when Apple first brought out that little circular microphone on the side of the computer and you could have some instructions run that way through to, well, it's very odd that we write text prompts into AI at the moment because virtually all of it could just be done by speaking to it because the voice to text is so good now that we might as well be talking to it. So, you know, I think that's very quickly going to be the standard way of talking to AI. And wouldn't it be great if you're in a video editor, ours or Premiere, and you're able to say, actually, this edit is good, but I've just been told by the client it's actually 25 seconds, not 30, because they need to put a little sting on the end of it. Um, can you suggest some changes I can make? Because they really need it turned around in the next two hours and the AI does a first stab for you, but as a non-destructive edit over what you're doing. So you can then go and go, no, this part of the messaging is, is important, but I like what you've done there. I mean, that's the assistant editor we want sitting beside us all the time, isn't it? Yeah, I, again, it's, it feels like we're, we're, we're living science fiction. It does. And, yeah. and, and that's not a bad thing. No, no, I think, you know, people fear progress. And I think, you know, I, I've talked about this a few times, you know, the Industrial Revolution, uh, moving away from fossil fuels and everything, all of these big seismic changes, and this AI could be the biggest one that we've had, uh, they do affect the generation that actually experiences them, sometimes adversely, people needing to retrain, industries disappearing, but the generation that comes after that has always benefited. We do not want our children working down in coal mines if we can avoid it. We do not want child labor if we have a better system. We might have a little bit of a pain process uh, going through AI over you know, the next decade, but what we should come out the other side is better, healthier, uh, and a better society from it. So you know, I'm very positive about it, super excited. Well, I, I feel the same way. I, I've, I've heard some discussions that, yeah, maybe there's some concerns and maybe I should pay a little more attention to those concerns, but at the same time, maybe I'm just greedy. But I feel like if, if I learn to use these tools, what they can do for me, yeah. that's a really big deal. Absolutely, I do think there needs to be government oversight on it. And I think you know there does need to be a real understanding of what people are building. And maybe some of that isn't there at the moment, but a lot of the commentary on AI is done by people that don't know anything about AI. And that includes me, you know, we're all as observers or even people that are using the different things that are out there. We're so far away from the geniuses that are working on it. And yes, some of them say, I don't know every part of this, but I think if you talk to anyone that builds a Boeing jet uh, and say, is there one person that understands every single part of this incredibly complex machine? There isn't anymore. This doesn't exist anymore. These complex machines are understood by a multitude of individuals who put them together. So I think, yeah, if there's some government oversight there to make sure that we are heading in the right direction and that we have some structures in place I'm really all for just letting the technology flourish and seeing what opportunities it presents. I'm, you know, 
outside of all this this sphere, it's like the medical stuff I really want to, to see happen. It's like when an AI can detect cancer better than a human looking through a microscope and can look at that data in reference to millions of other samples from around the world to find patterns that a human could never find. It's like we've got to let this technology flourish. I really believe it. We got way off track from what, <laughs> what your company is doing, but it's been a great discussion. Um, tell everyone what they should know about what your company is doing now, how it, you know, and, and why they should be paying attention to what you're doing. Well, absolutely. I think Artlist, uh, as a company, is always doing exciting stuff. The, the whole point of their library is it's curated content, so it's always good quality. And when it comes to their music, it's really second to none. They have an amazing uh, music library, so if you're looking for that music to put on a video, go and check out Artlist, but as part of the subscription, you always get access to the video as well, and they have a really unique system of video content whereby it's sort of organized into stories. So if you were to go and you want to look for that police chase and that car following that other car, you're not just going to find one clip and then find a completely different clip with a different car in it. You're actually going to find a story where you could use multiple clips and edit them together so you can create something cohesive. So it's not just a placeholder, it's stuff you can actually use in your final production. And then they do templates and plugins as well uh, for After Effects and Premiere and Final Cut. So they really, inside your subscription, you're getting an awful lot of good stuff and there's more to come for sure. And, and that's when we do the next interview. Absolutely, yes, I, I look forward to it. We've got lots of work to do and AI is making it both easier and harder at the same time. Uh, but yeah, we're really, really excited about what we've got coming up. And yeah, I think that an artist subscription, whether you're an Adobe user or whether you want just the full product because you get hit film with your uh, artist subscription, uh, it's kind of everything you need there as a creative. Josh, it's so good to meet you finally in it's person. Nice to meet you uh, as well. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for taking the time. I know the show is busy, and I'll let you go and interview a thousand other people. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the, one last time, the website is? Yes, it's artlist.io. So that's A-R-T-L-I-S-T.io. Perfect. Josh, thank you so much. Thank great you. to see you. It's great to meet you. <laughs> Folks, we'll have more from NAB in Las Vegas. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.